We are live. All right. Good evening and welcome to the May 2nd, 6th episode of the Pathfinders podcast. I am Tree0311, Tree0311, and here over to my, let's see, is it to the right? I don't know. I don't know directions. I think it's to the right. To the right. To your right. My partner Uh, in crime. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I am Nazareth. I am the video producer guy behind the Pathfinders podcast. Um, he does all the writing that way. He does all the writing. I basically do all the posting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we are the Pathfinders. So we are charting the way through all the vast nebulous information uh, surrounding Star Citizen and its development, because we all know that things can get a little bit murky, a little bit muddy when it comes to Star Citizen and everything going on with open development. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh I could I could spend an hour just on that word alone, or I guess phrase open development, because there there are some companies that do it a lot differently, who could call open development, and there are those who call it open development and fail miserably. There are a few cases that also do it better than Star Citizen, not necessarily share more than Star Citizen, but show show better than Star Citizen. Few and far between. And if you see me keep on looking to the left, it's because I now have a second monitor um, off to my left that I use for streaming, for Discord, and a few other things. So um, that's what I keep on looking at because I'm looking over there to actually see who I'm talking to and looking at chat. Um, so we are continuing to iterate on our schedule. This is going to be. Um, oh, and we've got Star Jump Grim. Grim, thank you for uh, subscribing to uh, Nazareth and I and uh, following the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're watching uh, live right now or watching later and you do not follow um, Star Jump, you should. You really, really should. You you are missing out because the, the content that they put out is fantastic. They've got the hangar link. Am I saying? Yeah, that's the right name. The Hangar Link app by Starlet is, you know, really a great tool to use. Um, and then they've got the is is it's Fleet Viewer, I think, is the technic the the correct name. It is a Fleet um, Viewer. It's the StarJump Fleet Viewer. Yeah, the StarJump Fleet Viewer, um, and that is going to be coming out pretty soon. I, I'm hearing lots of good things, so we're really excited to see how that comes out. Uh, let's see. see. I did not know Hangar Link existed. I will now. Now will be. Um doing that um yeah you can definitely post the links for your stuff uh grim in in the chat so people can find you mm-hmm. um i just don't have them handy yeah. but especially the twitter the twitter is amazing with all the images <laughs> he's showing basically once the once the fleet viewer is out that will be the exclusive fleet viewer we use on this channel mm-hmm. yeah oh, the, all the, the models are uh, so pretty the sneak peeks that Grim uh, and Ender and everyone over at Star Jump have been teasing us with. Yeah, have been I, lo- I loved the one earlier today. It was somebody asked ended. if we had the vehicles. Post an image of all the vehicles, including <laughs> unreleased ones. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're continuing to iterate on the schedule. Last week, we had to go live on Wednesday just because I got called into work on Monday and things happen. Um, and we're able to work things out this week. And hopefully it'll be okay next week. But uh, next week is the first. Next Monday is the first day of annual training for me with the army. Um, so uh, Nazareth might be flying solo in about two weeks. Uh, <laughs> no, for, I for need to find bit. somebody. I'll find someone else to sub in. Yeah. I can't do this one. Really. If I if I do this on my own, 
it will end up being just like one of my normal streams where I just rant for five hours on nothing. <laughs> See, that's why I do all, I do the writing. I, I yeah. Direction. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, yeah, we would both just uh, go off. Um, but uh, so last Wednesday was our episode that we did our um, sort of regular content with the um, Spectrum Pulse um, and our scanner anomalies. And so this week is our bye week where we uh, uh, just cover everything as far as uh, new things going on in Star Citizen. So if there's a roadmap update, we'll talk about that. If there's been a, uh, some big news in Star Citizen's development, we'll talk about that. Um, sometimes the monthly reports. So let's see. Monthly report is coming out this week, right? Yeah, that's what the yep, Wednesday. this week in session said. So um, it might be a little bit before we get to that based off the schedule. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we I mean, if we don't do it Monday, because we need time to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> so it takes a lot to digest all those. It so. does. It really does. Okay. There we go. I, I forgot to start the uh, Discord stream for you. So you now have a live uh, vision of what we are showing on screen. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I streamed for the first time last night, uh, and I've got a lot to learn. I also have a lot of tuning to do with my computer in order to get it, you know, get things going and make it stream worthy. Uh, Jaden says, if you're going to NTC, which is the National Training Center, uh, for your two weeks, you have my pity. And thankfully, um, because I am now a pogue person other than Grunt uh, in the <laughs> Army, I, I'm in, uh, so uh, on the civilian side, I'm oh. an army flight paramedic and then a civilian uh, paramedic and educator. And so mm -hmm. for my annual training, I get to go to, um, it's a little town outside of Portland out on the coast uh, and do a Sounds whole bunch so of nice. flying and hoist training with the, the Coast Guard and the PJs out there. So I'll be flying? staying in a pretty nice hotel. I'll get a per diem. It's gonna what, be great. What, what, what is flying? Uh, I I'm a flight paramedic, so I I sit in the back seat and oh, you don't get that fly and enjoy the scenery. Darn. Yeah, I don't actually fly the aircraft. Darn. I am, yeah, I'm a, a crew member, but we'll be doing a whole bunch of uh, hoisting, uh, water rescue type stuff. So I, I'm looking forward to it because that is what I want to do in Star Citizen. I, I want to mm. be a, a a rescue ranger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I want to see a Valkyrie converted into a medevac. Yeah, that was one of my, so they actually, that was a, a question that got asked in the Valkyrie Q&A, if mm. you're ever interested, is they did, they have um, talk, they have gone over different variant, uh, either very, I guess it'd be variants, yeah, because yeah. it, it, it would be like the equivalent of the, the Cutlass, um, but different variants that they would like to do, uh, not make it module, not, mo not make it modular. <laughs> Um, but do variants of it, and that was the uh, a medevac um, or you know a SAR, you know, SAR type variant was one that they um, was high on their list or something. I forget what the exact language was. So fingers crossed for me. Uh, yeah, Jaden. No, I'm I'm very lucky and I'm very spoiled with my job in the Army National Guard. I, it's it's a paid hobby. Um, but yeah. So we've actually got some interesting news and a lot of stuff that you guys have probably have been hearing and seeing if you're playing 317. Um, if you follow the development, you might have heard some butterings about these things. But we're going to talk about the different aspects um, uh, that have been incorporated into 317 that are um, uh, the the tech additions that are seeing that are causing the performance enhancements that we're all seeing. Uh, so we're going to call this episode performance enhancing bugs because the, bug, 
great. Sorry, I didn't read the title yet. I didn't read the title. Yet. I'm sorry. That's funny. I'm a dad. That I get to do dad jokes. I have earned that right. Where did you um, write the title? I don't, oh, oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, it, it's in the yeah. It's in the show notes uh, on the one. Rename note. the stream right now. That mm-hmm. is too good. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, and so did my wife. Or at least she <laughs> pretended to laugh. But um, yeah, because the, the bugs are still there. Oh boy, did I find the bugs while I was streaming um, and and uh, when I was playing, I guess it was last week, right after it went live. Oh. Um, God forbid, you know, you, sometimes you just want to take a drink of water in game or have a bite to eat and you have to, you know, take it out of your backpack and throw it on the ground and hope that it doesn't fall through the planet and then pick it up and then drink it or eat it. And, yeah. I mean, you you um, can take it straight out of your backpack in your hand. You can when it works. <laughs> when it works, it's yes. po- in theory. Uh, there's also if you right click, you should be able to put it into your hand that way. And it wasn't working. Okay, boy, did nope. I try. In that uh, case, relog. <laughs> just don't yeah. don't deal. Throwing on the ground is just a recipe for disaster. Oh, I went through a couple of bottles of water and uh, two power bars. Oh, uh, yeah, By the way, uh, civilian, uh, not civilian, but uh, mining outposts. I don't know if this is true for like the bunkers, but they have so much food in them. Really? So much food. I grabbed like th- five waters and a couple, uh, I was a, an MRE and a couple bars. And like that's. You're talking about the, the regular outpost, not the underground yeah, yeah. mining things? Yeah. Okay. Just so much food and water. Like it's insane. I, you, I could not have taken it all if I wanted to. Nice. Yeah, no, that's what I need to do. You know, I was, I was just feeling things out and I was more, t- you know, trying things out while I was. You know, learning, you know, streaming and and seeing how it all worked yesterday. And I'm a, you know, like uh, Paul Shelley of Astrobub fame uh, always says, I'm a loot goblin. I am totally a loot goblin in every RPG I've ever played. Um, Pick up all the things and take them back and sell it. You know, I will be uh, encumbered. I don't care. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I I definitely need to loot some nutritional um, implements. Uh, but then we so we have the news to go over, and then we have the roadmap update, which uh, isn't huge, but um, talks about uh, in the update they talked about um, some important changes um, that are part of a continuing trend with the emphasis on Squadron Forty Two, uh, as well as uh, new deliverables added to this uh, new new to us team. Yes, I'll try to put it. Yeah, it's uh, a know, change in name, not a team, new team, change in purpose yeah. team. Yeah, change in purpose. Um, Which and, and we'll, we'll... there's a lot of things to do with that. Those the whole rabbit hole for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into the news. Um, so you know, as most of us are probably aware, if you've played three seventeen or if you're playing in the PTU, three seventeen is performing really well. Um, I don't know about you, Nazars, but I was I've been getting pretty insane frames uh, as long as i'm not getting thermal throttle uh, <laughs> yeah i'm um mostly unless i'm like in a city uh, and then in a city it drops down to about 20 in certain areas the the biggest thing that i've noticed is frame rates are way up but the fluctuation is also higher so yeah i have been i've been getting um, I think that the difference between my 1% lows and my average is mm-hmm. is more than it was before. Right. And I, I imagine that's a lot to do with the work they still have to do on the main thread. Mm-hmm. 
Mostly due on the main thread. I also have an older GPU, so. What GPU are you using? Uh, the 1070. Oh, yeah. You need an upgrade, bud. <laughs> I'm waiting for the 40 series, and when the 40 series comes out, and, the, and if the 4070 is a good price, I'll get that. If not, I'll get the 3070 when everyone's rolling over to the 40 series. Mm-hmm. I just um, want a 70 again because I, I, it is the, it's good performance, but it's not overpriced like the 8090 is. Oh, yeah. Like 80s and yeah, 90s because the, the, the price per yeah. frame per yeah. second is yeah. perfect. <laughs> Yep. And they are, as far as I know, that the like the workhorses of this of the stack, like the sixty is the budget, the mm-hmm. eighty is enterprise, like for the most like people who really want power out of their thing. The ninety is vanity, and the seventy is the workhorse. The seventy I am vain. <laughs> the seventy is the Toyota truck. I am vain. I have no shame. <laughs> That's fine. Um, before we get into the Gen Twelve, though, um, so uh, Sylvan. Uh, uh, from CIG uh, made a post in Spectrum um, that was also um, shared to Reddit where he had a whole bunch of responses and those are linked in the show notes. And so you'll be able to, if you haven't seen those already, we highly recommend um, you just go through there and you look and read through uh, Sylvan's comments in both the things that he stated, but also in reply to questions. Cause he, he did, I don't think we're going to, you know, it's, we're not going to go through each individual one, but we just wanted to highlight those things and talk about a few of the things. But before we get into that, I wanted to, um, one of the comments that he made is that um, he didn't think that his work on the gen, you know, his and the, the rest of the engine team's work on the Gen 12 render would be uh, contributing so much to Im- uh, improvements in uh, frames per second. Um, and he actually gives uh, a good deal of the credit to um and i'll I'll have to there's so many comments and so i I may have lost the comment and where he actually named the other dev but there's another dev who has been working on the um what's called the uh, entity component update scheduler let me make sure i have that ecu yeah ecus and so i i found it on the progress tracker um and when we went over the monthly report um from last month there was mention of this in the engine team, and you and I were both like, ECUS? What the heck is that? We were trying to figure we it out. We do know it has something to do with um, the the push for server fishing, but that's as far as we knew. It is it, it is uh, um, an improvement to the... Um, so I'll just read the card off the, the deliverable, but it's the Entity Component Update Scheduler, or ECUS, is the central manager responsible for maintaining all component updates and events. Um, over the last month, several improvements were done on that system, bringing it into the main development stream. And so this has been worked on for 73 weeks, you know, part-time, but 73 weeks by the engine team. And it shows the end of the sprint uh, being uh, towards the end of May. And so I want to say he mentioned that there is more work to be done on it, but that uh, basically what this does um, is it changes the schedule um, or it, it changes the, the management for updating and uh, the, for it changes the management for up for the schedule of when to update different entities um, for the, um, uh, as far as I know, for the client and the server, um, and so it sounds uh, the way that Sylvan was saying this works is that it does improve um, 
client performance because it makes it more efficient. You know, if things don't need to be updated, they're not going to be updated. And so the, you know, the entities that your, your client is tracking, and if you use the um, R display info thing via um, the, what's that menu where you press the little tilde to get it? Console. Yeah, usually console. You can track how many entities your client is tracking where you're at. And so all this does is make it so that, you know, if an entity doesn't need to be updated, it's not going to constantly update it. And so it's it's taking, it's making the work that the CPU is doing in regards to these things um, more efficient, uh, relieving some of the burden. And so I think that probably um, is helping uh, with a little bit of the being CPU bound just by um, reducing some of the tasks, you know, so they don't have to be done so frequently. Um, but he he gave uh, a lot of credit to that dev for the work on that. Um, so I, I thought that was really interesting because we're all, you know, every, you know, I don't know about Junaz, but I was assuming this was all Gen 12 because that's all we've been talking about for so long. Yeah. You know. I, yeah, I did. I did catch wind of these uh, the the discussion pretty early. So it was uh, a week or so into. PTU testing that he said this, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the user was C Bolte. Yeah, Bolt C Bolt. Yeah, C-Bolt. was okay. the the CIG dev. So you can Possibly. go to the the Reddit page in uh, F. Was it Control F? Oh yeah, Silver. Control F. So yeah, you just have to open up all the the. They they're not collapsed for me, so I don't know how you're collapsing them. There. Uh, yeah, so. Let's see. He says uh, the performance improvements you are seeing from uh, Christopher Bolt, who did some major improvements into the um, entity-centric ECUS system, zone host updates, and a whole and a lot of other stuff, improving the main thread performance greatly. So not only are we getting um, improvements to the render thread with Gen 12, but we have seen uh, improvements to the main thread. Um, and but this is also so if you track your um if you track your usage for your gpu and your cpu um i don't know about you naz but i've been seeing a much higher usage on my gpu than i ever did before and my uh my usage on my cpu is actually down not a lot but it is down from where it was before i should have checked it before it went live but i didn't compare before and after i do know that I haven't really noticed um, my GPU being less because again, 10 series. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a 3090, and I would rarely see my usage get above you know the, the 60s in percentage wise. Okay. And now it is in the high 80s, well into the 90s, um, regularly, and to the point where I had to turn up my fan speed to keep it cool. Um, but my CPU usage is down to the 40s in most areas, whereas it was. Uh, usually hanging out in the 50s and 60s percentage wise um, so it's it's really interesting to me that they're making improvements not only um, on gen 12 as far as improving the render thread and removing that bottleneck but they're also you know um, doing work to um, continue to improve the main thread which is where the majority of our uh, frames per second improvements are going to come from um, really starting now but also moving forward so the render thread improvements from gen 12 are specific to um, uh, uh, things that they've implemented 
Um, and so I'm just going to read um, what uh, Sylvan said. So here are the Gen 12 updates. Internally, all render proxies like ships, characters, and planets are going through the Gen 12 pipeline. They didn't make it for 317, um, but we'll be ready for the next big patch. Mm -hmm. So he edited that, um, 318. So, um, and he goes on to say, I've heard a lot of ships on screen tend to be heavy on the render thread. So ship meetups and the like might get big benefits. Um, and he said he would appreciate if somebody would test that out. Um, they're also about to turn on uh, Gen 12 for cube maps and render to textures, which will let them remove a lot of legacy code, which is really great. Um, and uh, there's also some stuff that they're still working on. So he says some stuff still needs to be ported, like all the planet atmosphere pa uh, planet atmosphere passes, uh, GPU skinning, and gas cloud rendering, which will all be started soon. Um, and they haven't started it yet, but major work on the transparent geom or sorry, major work on the transparent geometry has been started. Nice. Um, and he edited it, but the it just lines it out on Reddit instead of removing it. But he lined it out. He edited his post on Spectrum, and it says this is the last big milestone we have to finish. I don't expect this to be ready for 3.18, but hopefully 3.19. Worst case, 3.20. That's the last big milestone for Gen 12. And after Tier Gen one. 12 is finished is when implementation of uh, Vulkan can, can begin. Um, and that Vulkan should help a lot with the main thread as well uh, is the way I understand it. Yeah. Um, Especially being uh, not biased towards either processor. Mm -hmm. And again, VR. Oh, um, so I, I should have started at the beginning of the post. That was um, that was more Gen 12 updates. The in, initial update, it says, um, I'm proud to announce that our first big milestone has been reached with Gen 12 and 317. And so they've, uh, if you read the monthly reports, you'll note that they have said that things have been ported over to, to Gen 12. You know, they are moving things over, but they're not things that were going to make a big improvement or as far as performance. But this is, so this is the big first improvement. Um, and it, he goes on to say, this means all our opaque static geometry, which are brushes and all objects scattered on planets, asteroids now run through Gen 12, which more than doubles the render third performance for these uh, kind of objects. Um, before you freak out, hold your breath, as this right now actually means nothing in terms of getting more FPS. Internal measures show that we are rarely CPU bound by the render thread. Ultimately, this means that a faster render thread doesn't change the overall frame rate at all. However, Gen 12 pretty much makes it impossible to be limited, limited by the render thread ever again, which means every single bit of performance improvements on the main thread will be seen directly in your FPS. Yeah, that sounded um, like it was so almost... Absolutely copied right out of the uh, month report because that's basically what the month report said. I don't recall them saying that specific part. Uh, enabling brushes via Gen 12 were fixed. I swear it says yeah. something about the opaque stuff being done. So there was a lot of stuff there. There were places in game where we were uh, limited by the render thread, Ooh. and now we are no longer limited by the render thread in those places. But then by not having the render thread being bottleneck, it means we actually get to see the improvements on the main thread um, from the work that Christopher Bolt did. Uh, so if we had done that work without the things uh, with the render thread, we wouldn't be seeing as much improvement, especially in certain areas. Um, and so this is why 
um, you are seeing a, a huge improvements, um, or part of the reason you're seeing huge improvements out in space, um, but also on on planets and in landing zones. Um, the one thing that I've noticed that still isn't doing great is when the wind kicks up and you get all those particles blown by. Mm. I don't know about you, but that 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 hurts my frames. <laughs> Every uh, the biggest drop I've seen so far has been the new Babbage shopping area. So the, the new Babbage. Uh... Are you talking about the um, like where What's all the, the storefronts are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's off the commons. What's it called? Plaza? I think it's Plaza. Plaza. Um, yeah. I was getting like 18 frames and I stepped into um, center mass and it jumped to 3040s. Yeah. So I want to say that is um, that maybe might be part in, uh, part to do with the you know some of the streaming changes. Mm-hmm. The streaming sure. changes and it. it Basically, you can you can find exactly where they put the borders for the uh, object containers. Yeah, they are better defined, and the I think it, it things stream in and out faster. Oh, much, because it is it is right there. You your camera just gets inside the door and jumps mm-hmm. on. Yeah, no, I, I have noticed that too. There are areas where. Um, you know, I will have my frames will be less and then literally you'll pass through a door or round a corner and all of a sudden shoots through the roof, you know, um, faster than the FPS counter can can track it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So that's the there's, you know, uh, and again, I don't think we need to go, you know, go through all the comments. Hmm. Oh, man, my I was watching. I have the stream up on the left and it it did the little circle thing and i was Uh-oh. like oh no not my internet we're getting thunderstorms here in oh, Tennessee, okay. so i was a little bit worried um but i i, I we i have all the links uh, in the in the show notes um and so if you are watching this on youtube um uh highly encourage you to um pull up those show notes go and check out all those links read through the comments see the questions that he answers um, Sylvan did a really good job of explaining things. Oh, before we we, we move on uh, to more about the entity graph and the the streaming changes. Um, <laughs> so there's one comment. Oh no! Oh no! Not one of these comments. No, oh no! We have to. Have you not read this one on the on the Reddit? No, I haven't. I haven't read this on the Reddit, so I don't. I don't oh, know okay. I just assume so I know it, nothing. It's, it's so good. Um, so this. Uh, uh, redditor uh, named on the can right now <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah on the can right now it goes about explaining it this way you're making a cake you need flour and eggs the flour is being delivered by a race car the eggs are being delivered by an old horse it doesn't matter how fast the race car is you can't make the cake until you get the eggs as well which means you're waiting for those when they're talking about cake he's talking about like scene rendering so you can't, you know, that you're, you cannot render the scene on your screen until you have all the ingredients. You know, even if some of the ingredients, you know, got there really fast, you, you have to wait. CIG just swapped out the race car for a jet plane. It's a major technical milestone. So the race car is the, uh, the render um, thread the render thread and the, the GPU. Um, it's a major technical milestone, but you're still waiting on the horse. So your cake is going to be done at the same time as before. However, this patch, 
Some, uh, however, this patch, someone else happened to give the horse some meth. <laughs> that would be Christopher Bolt with the entity <laughs> component uh, update scheduler uh, things. Um, and I forget what the other thing was. Um, so Chris Bolt gave a horse meth. Call, call Space PETA. Um, we are, we're giving the horse Call someone who can actually help, not PETA. Yeah. There's... Giving a horse some meth isn't as, pressive, isn't as impressive as making an airplane. I don't know. I think Christopher Bolt's work is important. Um, but a horse on meth is still, uh, still isn't as fast as a race car, never mind the airplane. The horse on meth isn't even much faster than the regular horse, as the airplane <laughs> is faster than the race car. But since the slowest thing you were waiting for got faster, if only by a bit, you can make the cake sooner uh, by making the cake, you know, rendering the, the scene. I I had heard this on Paul's stream. Yeah, he went. He must yeah, have Paul gone. Paul paraphrased through. it, and so I, I I wanted to read it word for word. All right. If you don't, if you don't go to the Reddit, yeah, um, to see because that's where most of Sylvan's replies were was yeah. on Reddit versus on the Spectrum post. Um, so and if you don't go to the Reddit, you you wouldn't see this just absolute gem. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you have it in your show notes. The Ali Brown talk stuff. Uh, I think I put it in the link, and if I didn't, I will put it in the show notes, so that way when the episode goes live on YouTube, it's available there. But I do have the link up um, for um, Allie Brown's comments on a, on a thread. Um, yeah, because we should talk about that before we go on to the streaming changes. Yeah, so um, I, I I was in this conversation, and I would love to The one on Charmin's post, expected impact of Vulcan on multi-core performance? I think so, yeah. 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 That one. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Do you have I did up? not know. Yeah. I didn't know who actually did the original post. So, um, I'll, I'll do the, the Cliff Notes version first. Um, Allie Brown did a very deep dive into the question as it stood. Um, and basically it was Does server performance affect client performance? And the basic idea was no, it does not. Even though running into a scene, your CPU or your computer, the client, and the server computer, the server, has to render the same scene, just because the server is behind doesn't stop your GPU from doing its rendering off, almost offline. Basically, you're still rendering the 3D scene in front of you on your own GPU. The server is not giving you information to render. And so that was blown way out of proportion he's um had to rephrase about three times now um and allow cooler heads to prevail <laughs> oh boy i okay i'm not gonna go into all, all the um uninformed people that are in this one but he goes through and deep dives exactly what's happening and mm. as a kind of uh background he is the director of graphics engineering at cig so if anyone's to talk about graphics it's uh, this guy uh dunning kruger here you are <laughs> i forgot the reference oh dunning kruger is basically um the 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 sort of academic term for 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 people who uh you know the the dunning kruger graft uh graph of understanding uh, know, oh yes 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 who, yes who, yeah, yeah. No, a whole yeah. bunch of people who think they know far more than they actually do, and the person who is on the far end of the Dunning Kruger graph is like, no, no, that, that, that's not how this works. Or at all. as Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> likes to put it, people who know enough to know a subject but not know enough to know they're wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Story of my life in medicine. <laughs> so people call him out several times, and he, he he deep dives, and I actually tried to help. I didn't. I didn't help at all. Basically, it was just swirling around nothingness into oblivion. But all of Ali Brown's um, or a Brown on uh, Spectrum is very informative to get into the nitty gritty of the engine graphics stuff. So a good read. I sent the link to link to the Spectrum to um, Treatise put into the show notes afterwards. Yeah, it was I. I had read that one because that his first comments were a little over a week ago and I had read through it and yeah, it was, it was, in, it, it was enlightening because I'm, I'm not a tech guru and it was interesting how, how the thread got down in that direction, talking about server performance when the original question was acting, asking about Vulcan and multi-core. That's what I thought was really interesting because, you know, he, he did talk a little bit about that, but definitely the, the conversation got derailed. Yeah. Um, by but, the whole server performance. Yeah, thing. he did have but an it, original reply, which was basically what you've already talked about, the render thread being uncapped, and now we have, we'll see every performance we gain on the main thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the, I think, yeah, is where, because that, that, for me, with a, a, a 12 series, you know, i9, you know, I'm very much looking forward to Vulcan and those improvements. Um, being able to take advantage of having a whole lot of cores, and I'm really hoping that Vulcan will um, better utilize the efficiency cores of the newer Intel's. Like I forget I which I forget which uh, episode it was, but there's some video content. I forget what it was, or even an interview afterwards. But um, I think it might have been the Citizen content. I don't remember. One of the videos uh, said that integrating Vulcan doesn't necessarily give them the performance upgrades but they have the ability to rip out anything that is Vulcan and to build their own as long as they use Vulcan. Where the mm-hmm. current traditional systems of graphics pipelines, they're stuck doing it the old way. Yep. So when they put in Vulcan, it gives them the ability to rip out Vulcan in parts and to put yeah, in their indeed. own renderer. And so that's where a, a lot, lot of performance will be. for them to modify it for their needs. Yeah, so yeah. instead of having the shaders compute like old days they can say hey we actually use this shader very specifically so this shader can go to this node and be rendered the special way instead of just saying use a shader the same way as all the other shaders but it will take five more steps than we need to do so yeah vulcan's gonna be amazing even if we don't see all the performance on day one also vr (laughs) yeah a vr and dls dlss and FSR and ray tracing and mm-hmm. and ray tracing for those who don't um, know is not only lighting. You can ray trace light. You can ray trace sound. Um, you can ray trace fog. Like there's a lot of things you can do with ray tracing. Basically, ray tracing is just the computer calculating a path between two points. So I imagine ray tracing would be good for. I see. I'm not a tech guru, but I I would think that ray tracing would really help with a lot of our our particle effects um, for you know things like with the wind, um, you know, and all the dust and the storms and the clouds. Uh, I don't think you want to ray trace those. Oh, I don't know. Ray tracing is very computational heavy, mm-hmm. um, and so when most games implement it, they implement it for some lighting solution. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest change visually is um, 
ambient inclusion, which is the little how well, the biggest place you see it is the light in corners. Normally, when you light a scene, it will either get all the light or the light won't quite make it in deep into corners. Mm-hmm. And so ambient occlusion lets you uh, more realistically show where it's going to bounce and hit these little corners and bounce into them. So it lights the scene more appropriately. Yeah, more natural. Yeah. Realistic lighting. Yeah. Because um, but... it reflects off objects. You know. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, one of the places that they said they had mentioned a lot to try is in sound because sound travels very conventionally through a sur- through a space and it bounces off of surfaces just like ray tracing lighting does. So because when you ray trace, you can actually pick up data along the way. If you have a sound play, let's say an explosion, and, then it, and that sound hits a metal surface, it can ping off it in a much more reflective way as opposed oh. to a bomb under a pillow different that would be cool that would be amazing um and obviously we have would probably make their work a lot easier too they they i forget where that system was but they were saying they were building um a system for that i think it's in because they kind of just stopped talking about it um but if you have somebody shooting a gun and they're down in a canyon and you're on the top of the canyon it will sound different depending on where the two characters are because mm-hmm. it actually propagates out of the canyon need to go and test that again but they were talking about that like two or video. three years ago talking about there who was well they, they wasn't it uh and they did an update on that tech or maybe it's something different uh at citizen con i don't remember um so but I, I know they were putting that in uh at least for the interim between now and if they could ever get ray tracing to work that that for that many things uh we also have obviously reflections can be ray traced is what a lot of people like to use it for um so you can get everything that's in the scene perfectly reflected so a character is what we're getting as a bespoke feature character reflections but anything can be ray traced reflected because it reads exactly what's in the scene it bounces off of everything um the biggest difference between ray traced reflections and screen space reflections is Screen space only can reflect what's on your screen, and it's almost always wrong because you're looking at a scene, and what you'll either get fringing where the edges don't make sense, or you'll get um, the picture that you're seeing in the mirror is reversed the wrong way because it's taking your camera and trying to use that view to build a picture of the reflection. So ray traced can even render the stuff behind you that's not rendered in. Hmm. Ray tracing is really cool, and I can't wait till it actually is. Um... I've seen some demos and stuff, and mm-hmm. I've never thought about it that in depth. But you know, it would seem that it would make you know so many devs' lives a lot easier the... to have something just be a, a systematic. The biggest process problem of how I've... this is done in game versus yeah. them having to manually do things to fake it. Yeah, the biggest problem I've seen with ray tracing is it's hard to get stylized ray tracing. Because it is a realistic simulation of light. If you want mm-hmm. cartoony graphics and you throw in ray tracing, it's going to look like you oh. painted a realistic scene with cartoon graphics and that just doesn't look good. So, like, in Borderlands, it wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, but it'd be really good for SC. Yeah. So, for Star Citizen, um, realistic light is good. Uh, I'm, I'm gratefully looking forward to the day, and this might be the 60 series, the 70 series, the 80 series, the, you know, whatever... Uh, 
20k series of graphics cards um <laughs> when it actually becomes practical to ray trace because we're caught in this weird spot in the entire world not just the gaming industry but the entire world um where devs have worked so long on traditional graphics they're really good at it uh look at the stuff for the unreal engine and lumen it's not um i believe that's not ray traced lumen's not ray tracing they can put ray tracing in it but lumen's not specifically ray tracing but it gets the effect of ray tracing hmm. but over on this side we have hit button ray trace done but it takes it, it will it'll kill your fps even on a 30 series so you got these two problems and they're they're fighting for dominance kind of like CD and Blu-ray right now. So we have to just see if uh ray tracing is going to be a long-standing feature or is it going to be just a tool that is used sparingly. Sorry for hmm. my rant, rant over. <laughs> no. Not a rant cuz I don't, I don't know anything about that stuff, you know. I am not a tech guy. I do medicine. So <laughs> You, know, I, you do people I, tech. Yeah, I do. I do people bits and pieces. Be right. But you know, so I like when I read the engine stuff, I pick up very little of it. You know, reading through the roadmap, and that's why, like, I I follow the dev posts um, so religiously to try and see, okay, you know, what does Ali Brown or Sylvan or whoever have to say about this tech, so that way I can, you know, understand, you know, in my layman's terms how it works. But also, you know, so that way when people have questions, I can be like, I don't know exactly what the answer is, but here is the source, um, you know, and here's them explaining how it works. I, I, I try. Yeah. Um, so I think that's about it as far as the Gen 12 render and Vulkan and the, that stuff for the, the engine work. Um, the other thing that is really helping with performance um are the changes to um, streaming. Um, this is the, the lead-up to the actual um, replication layer and full persistent streaming, um, hopefully coming in 3.18. That's what we're working towards. That's why this stuff came in. That's part of the... That's a lot of the reason that um, 3.17 was in PTU uh, in Avocati for so long. Yeah, um, but if you look at the uh, progress tracker, you can see the aspects that they were working on in order to implement this stuff. And so one of them, one of the deliverables um, that was worked on by the persistent tech team, um, is long-term persistence enhancements. So the uh, description says changes to long-term persistence that support the new inventory and shard database. Long-term persistence functionality will stay the same but the system will read write the data from the new entity graph database. So they had been working really hard in order to get the entity graph built. The entity graph is basically um, what iCache became. iCache was a piece of the entity graph. The whole system is, you know, the entity graph and iCache is just one thing, one iCache, the persistence cache, the whole thing. And so now these, um, anything that persists long-term um, streams from the entity graph um, to you know to the server to the client um, versus those things actually having to be um, loaded onto like the actual dedicated game servers themselves, um, and so that is why you are seeing you know at least I was seeing Nazareth. Let me know what your pers um, 
perspective has been, but I've been seeing anything to do with inventory loading in much more quickly uh, and, you know, being much more performative. Yes, until you try and buy something. I don't know what it is about this, this patch and buying something, but there's an extra couple seconds when you buy an item. It's, it's, it's making me want to throw something at my monitor because you click it, it'll just kind of spin for a couple seconds. Yeah, it'll think about it. Do you yeah. really? Like it will Are you going to have really buyer's think. remorse? Yeah. But it's, it's when you already hit purchase. It's so mm -hmm. weird because last patch, like, yeah, your inventory was absolutely slow and you couldn't get anything anywhere. But you hit buy and it instantly buys. Yeah. So this patch is swapped. It's your inventory is do, really but fast. At least, you know, I, I found that you're moving things between inventories, opening up your inventory. Yeah. Um, uh, equipping things from one inventory onto your character and unequipping them um, is work. The I don't want to say it's working better because there's still a lot of bugs. <laughs> Holy crap, I nearly died of thirst and hunger. The, um, I think the biggest but, improvement yeah. I've seen was transferring between two inventories. Mm -hmm. In 3.16 and earlier, whenever we had, whatever patches had uh, inventory before this, when you'd go to move something over, just drag it over, nine times out of ten, it would snap back to the other uh, inventory. And this time yeah. it is very reliable to drag across. I just wish they had a, yep. a like a shift click, move all inventory something. But we're basically yeah we're basically using uh engineering ui uh for for our inventories currently there is a uh a tile on the roadmap later on i think the end of the year uh mm -hmm. for for actually getting in and finishing the inventory ui so here's hoping <laughs> it, it, at, at least it's it's snappy now but you know they've still got a lot of bugs to work out um the other deliverable related to this on pretty sure it's related to this um is uh, under the network team um and it's just titled server streaming and it says changes uh the implementation of server object container streaming to be driven from the network codes replication layer backed by entity graph for persistent storage so this is part of the lead up to um full implementation of the uh, uh, replication the... layer and full persistence um but now things are um, everything that yeah everything that the server streams in and out, um, you know from the entity graph um, it is it, it, all the things there are things um, socks server object container streaming got a big improvement yeah um, that's really interesting and, that they made server streaming its own thing because the main thing is persistent stream, persistent streaming and server meshing this is the server streaming so basically like the little extra on to this where it actually unifies all the stuff that they've been working on yeah and do you remember so you know we got object container streaming mm -hmm. years ago and that was a big improvement for the client because that was client side object container streaming your client would stream things out that it didn't need yeah um do you remember how long load times then, were before that how long ago what how how load times were into the persistent universe before oh, socks yeah Oh, and the FPS boost, you know, was huge for us then. Um, yeah, it, be it became got, a game. But then we got server object container streaming. And so everybody thought that, hey, this is going to really help the server performance. The tick rate will go up. And it didn't really improve it. Because you got server object container streaming, the only problem is the way the dedicated game servers work is this dedicated game servers didn't have anywhere to stream things, you know, to and from. 
And, know, you, and also you, the try and true uh, absolute dispersion problem. Yeah, and, and so you know the um, the servers weren't actually streaming things out the way they're supposed to and yeah. streaming things in, and so they're still bogged down by the massive amount of you know uh, things that need to be streamed in and out uh, and things you know, for persistent storage. Um, and this is persistent storage things, things on the entity graph. Um, I don't think it applies to all the things, but this, you know, this is an improvement to the way SOX works um, and could be part of the reason that we are seeing, um, you know, better server performance, uh, you know, as well as giving the illusion of, you know, improving better client performance just because the servers are performing a bit better with this improvement. So, um, you know, I, I think that's part of the uh, uh, streaming from the entity graph updates that we got that is helping with performance uh, or, or helping with the smoothness of the game. Mm -hmm. um, I cannot confirm, but when you go and look at the patch notes that we were getting um, all through Iwakati and the PTU cycle, you know, they mentioned it over and over again, entity streaming, entity streaming, entity streaming, um, and things, you know, things streaming in and out of the entity graph, the, the big changes. And these are the two pieces of work that are on the progress tracker that mentioned that. And, um, you know, it could be, you know, are, are very likely the, the pieces of tech that are related to it. Um, so I thought that was really interesting because, you know, we're getting performance improvements on the render thread with gen 12 editions we're getting performance improvements on the main thread with the uh, ecus entity component update scheduler and there was another thing i can't remember the other thing um, and then we're also getting um, server side performance you know as far as things streaming on and off the server and then the server you know um, not the server but the entity graph streaming things to the player um, based on when we need it. So there's a whole, there's basically four avenues of, yeah, one, two, three, four, four fingers, four <laughs> avenues of things that are becoming much more performative than they were before um, here in 3.17. Granted, that means, you know, we're probably going to see, you know, the reanimation of a whole bunch of bugs, you know, the, the zombie bugs that won't die. Um, but, you know, those will get squashed eventually, but at least things are, becoming more performative which i so I you'll get more of yes cool. while you get your bugs yes <laughs> that's why hence the name of the episode performance enhancing bugs <laughs> i just think i'm so clever sometimes yeah. and i just, I just <laughs> looking at all the stuff you're talking about like the ggs uh crash recovery i if i don't know but i hypothesize that that might be a ability to come back a server ability to come back from a 30k yes it is the the dgs crash recovery is um what will allow so like it, the dgs crash recovery and the dgs mesh node on the network team those are the those are essentially the last two deliverables for server meshing yep um but they are scheduled you know they they just they go out to the end of june which means that work will likely continue past june um, but we also don't get so, the patch till we also don't get live till august exactly um and so we don't know when that's going to come in we don't know how much longer that work is going to take but those are the last two things for server meshing um, because the uh, last bit of work for the replication layer um you know which is the there's another deliverable under 
the network team. It's the replication layer entity authority. That's the last bit of work to finish um, per full persistent streaming. Um, and so that, you know, we have to have persistent streaming in before we can implement server meshing. But then they've been doing all the work, you know, on other aspects of server meshing for two years now. You can go back and look at it on the progress tracker. They've been telling us about it. You know, these pieces, uh, the component pieces are, are essentially done. You know, they're waiting for them to be put together. These last two component pieces are what's being worked on right now by the network team. Hopefully they get them done. But those are the things that will allow when you have a shard and your shard is um, to your shard will consist of a mesh for Stanton and a mesh for Pyro as part of a whole big mesh and those two meshes will be connected. You know, you'll transition from one mesh to another. And within those meshes, all the different dedicated, you know, what we used to call dedicated game servers will be um, server nodes and each server node will be responsible for a given area within the game, you know, within, you know, within Stanton or within Pyro and anything in it, whether it's players, ships, you know, entities, you know, the Top planets, down. you know, um, the uh, NPCs, the whole shebang. Um, and the piece of tech that tells which server node what to be responsible for, what area and everything like that is Atlas, which is on the progress tracker, is finishing up like right now. Um, but then when one of those server nodes crashes, you know, you will have, you'll be on that server instead of being, you know, we don't know if it's going to disconnect you like a 30K works now and send well, you back to the menu. Fun fact, or... I was on a server yesterday that 30K, well, didn't 30K, but the mm -hmm. server died. Effectively, yeah. it was a 30K. Everything stopped moving, nothing responded. But it mm -hmm. never died. Yeah. I think, and because you're not the first person to say that, too, I haven't experienced it yet, um, but I've I've heard other reports of that going on, and I think what is going to happen is instead of kicking you off, um, like we traditionally got with 30Ks, you know, you go back to the main menu, um, instead of kicking you off, it you will just your client won't get updates until a new node is spun up and re reassumes responsibility for everything that was going on within that area as assigned by the atlas and so a new node will get spun up via the everything on the replication layer you know from the entity graph um you know the atlas will tell it hey this is you know your area of responsibility and the replication layer you know will stream everything to that server and you know the connection states will come back in you know and you'll have a delay of however long and then all of a sudden poof okay the game's going again you know i, I didn't get updates for 6 10 20 seconds i don't know who knows how long it's going to be um but that's what the dgs crash recovery is for um, along with all the dgs mesh nodes i'm talking with my hands again I'm doing the CR thing. I don't have to do it with my hands. Put them down. Yeah, how spaceships <laughs> fly, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh... And there was one last thing that I wanted to bring up because it affects me personally, but I know there's a lot of other people that are probably having similar issues and don't realize it. But I found this when going through all the comments on the uh, Reddit talking about Gen 12, where Sylvan made all those comments. Um, and one of them was a question that had some links and it was asking about oh, where did my there we go 
um, asking about asking, are you looking into efficiency cores on the Intel 12th gen? I have a 12th gen i9 12900KF. Um, and so right now, what's going on is the Star Citizen doesn't use the efficiency cores um, or, or they don't work well with SE. Um, and so your mean or average FPS really isn't really affected, but you notice your 1% lows um, because you know you notice a little bit of hitching here and there in certain areas, um, particularly with specific ships and specific areas. Um, and what you can do is you can disable the e-cores in the BIOS, but that's a huge pain in the butt. Um, and you would like to be able to have those things running, especially if you're doing multiple things. Like last night, um, you know, I was, you know, playing the game and I was streaming and I had Discord up um, and, you know, I had a couple of things going on and multiple tabs on Chrome. And so that's what the efficiency cores are there for. So that way, you know, the priority, the performance cores would go to Star Citizen and then the efficiency cores would handle those less uh, intensive tasks. <laughs> And right now, Star Citizen just doesn't give a shit. They're like, no, we're going to send all these instructions to all the cores, um, you know, and, and we'll just, you know, the scene will get rendered when the scene get rendered, gets rendered. And so certain things that you want to get done sooner aren't getting done soon enough um, because they're running on an efficiency core instead of a performance core, thus giving you those hitches and 1% lows. Um, and it is especially noticeable in um, if you go into uh, Arena Commander and go to Dying Star, mm. and so I tested this because I was noticing it. And I was like, "Wow, I'm having great performance," but I am I'm still seeing these little hitches. Little, you know, for the most part, it'll be smooth, and then certain areas will just a little dick, 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 you know, um, hitches here and there. Getting in and out of certain ships, um, you know, walking around certain areas, it would just do it. I was like, so I'm going to test this out. And so I went to my BIOS and I turned off my efficiency cores. Or, well, I went to Arena Commander and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having the same problem that all these people were reporting. You know, 30, 40% FPS, basically unplayable. You would say 30 to 40% FPS or 30 to 40 FPS, but just massive hitching and stuttering. And so I was like, this is just nuts. Um, you know, I don't play Arena Commander often. And so I hadn't even noticed it. And so I went in, I turned off my efficiency cores in the BIOS and then I loaded up Arena Commander um, and I was getting 80, 90 FPS in Arena Commander and it was smooth as, as butter on uh, Dying Star. And on the other map, I was getting like 120 plus, you know, 140 FPS on the, uh, what's the other one called? Uh, Broken Move. Yeah, Broken Moon. Broken Moon wasn't really an issue. There didn't see much of a change in it. Um, but the Dying Star, massive improvement. Uh, but it tells you, yeah, which things are still not run as efficiently, as efficiently because in Dying Star, you do have all that powerful lighting effects. You have a whole lot of um, gas cloud things going on. And so I'm wondering Is if... there no gas cloud in uh, Broken Moon? I don't think so because they remastered both maps. very i just remember it being very prominent you load right in um and you know even with my efficiency cores turned off if i turn and looking look at that main light source with mm -hmm. all the gas around it my frames go down from like 90 plus to like 70 plus yep. and then i turn away and it goes back up to 90 plus yep yeah um and so i'm wondering if that has something to do with 
you know, uh, as well as the performance regarding uh, gas clouds that I have been getting, you know, not great, but I do have, you know, it's, it's good, better, but still noticing some hitching, you know, in the PT or in the PU, but also with the um, volumetric clouds on planets and then all the particle effects from storms. Um, that's where I was noticing a lot of the hitching, uh, you know, as well as a few just geographic locations. Uh, and so I'm going to link the spectrum post as well as the issue council report um, in the show notes. So if you are watching this and you are listening to this and you have a, you know, a 12th series um, i9 Intel uh, CPU and you have been, you know, noticing uh, some of these things, I, I encourage you to go and check out the Spectrum post, read through it, see what people are talking about, uh, test it for yourself. And if you are experiencing this, um, give the issue cancel report a uh, an upvote, you know, confirm that you're having it. The more people that do it, the more attention it gets. Um, you're, you know, running then, you're running Windows 11? I run Windows 11. Yeah. Interesting, because that, that was one of my questions, because Windows 11 has built-in... Um, Traffic cops for uh, Intel CPUs, yeah. and it still didn't help. Ha! Huh. Yeah, it's supposed to. It, yeah, it, and it, I think that it, was like the big thing why Intel was getting uh, higher frames than AMD was because they had a built-in Intel traffic cop for their mm -hmm. uh, delegation of performance. And I think it works well for other things, you know, but I don't think Star Citizen plays by the rules with <laughs> the operating system. I think... Star Citizen be you know because I have because um, the other issue is I you know um, I have it set up in my um, oh dang it uh, in my registry I've got a a, a, a special configuration uh, via RegEdit to make it so Star Citizen always has high priority with the CPU. And so I'm thinking that because it's doing that and it has high priority, that it's taking up all the cores and just giving out instructions to all of them. And then, you know, the things that Windows has going on in the background are still hopping onto the um, efficiency cores, but the efficiency cores are getting bogged down um because it's you know the game is using them and the background tasks are using them instead of the game just using the performance scores and the background tasks using the efficiency cores um but yeah no i i thought it was pretty interesting and so i wanted to bring it up and i'm going to put it in the show notes and hopefully we can get some more attention to this and um, get some more stable performance as far as the the one percent lows and the the hitching um because i don't want to have to you know turn off my you know, manually disable my you know uh efficiency cores every time i want to play star citizen you know um you know because it's a pain in the butt you can't you can you can only do it in the bios i i tried there's no other way to do it in windows 11 so yeah on a, on a, there's no way to get this newfangled uh cp to work on a 15 year old engine i'm shocked yeah weird <laughs> I, I just had to look out because because yeah CryEngine 2, what Lumberyard is based on, and in turn, Star Engine is based on, which is the highly modified CryEngine slash uh, Lumberyard engine, is all based on CryEngine 2, which was released 15 years ago for the original Crisis game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy cow. 2007. 
I'm going to pull up the team. There we go. Okay. But that's uh that is it as far as the the news that um, I wanted to highlight. And Naz, I don't think you had anything else that you wanted to go over. Um, covered um, a whole lot. Other than, did, are are we yet to do roadmap stuff? Or are we? Yeah, I've I've made roadmap separate from news okay. on the on the okay. notes, but. Uh, yeah, no, but it's, you know, a lot of stuff to be excited about. I oh, think. yeah. Like this, I'm going to reaffirm, make sure it's on, on live uh, television. Um, I, I still say, I still, I'm still going to place my very dumb bet on uh, <laughs> year half server meshing. Um, I'm getting less and less sure as time goes on, but I'll still throw it in there. Um, and I think we will have uh, the unofficial road server meshing also in the uh, show notes hopefully yeah um, no i i should link that again we yeah. should just every time we talk about server meshing that that will be it's it's not only like we're not using it as a guide we're using it as a reference it is a reference because it is and it's a great reference because it's so meticulously cited um yeah for for me it, being on the the doing a lot of clinical research type stuff you know citations and references are or just make my little heart happy. <laughs> yeah, Unobtainium does an amazing job, and he's still updating it. Uh, last update mm -hmm. was April 30th. Yeah. So he's continuing to update it. So as we get uh, confirmations of stuff getting done, as we get, uh, well, we used to get postmortems for patches, but we're not getting those anymore. Uh, but With every monthly report, yep. you know, and, and everything that comes out of the devs' mouths regarding it, you know, he's he on is it. on top of it, and it's amazing. So definitely go check that out. I'll also, drop the link in the uh, Twitch chat, almost the Spectrum chat. That's what we need. We need live streaming on Spectrum. We need that. CIG, make it happen. <laughs> what we need to do is we need to get the things so that way we can. Uh have sounds that play in the middle of the stream like Paul does for for uh, office the, hours. The transitions? Oh, you mean the you mean the sound bites? That way every time you say that server meshing is coming in I mean Q2, I have sound bites. I can do sound bites. We have sound I can, bites. I can do the one that says drugs that drives Paul oh, nuts. God. Because you're on drugs, buddy. <laughs> is it? Oh, that's right. I didn't put the sound bites in this so we weren't interrupted. You want the sound bites in here? I can get you the sound bites. Uh, let's see. Oh, I see some. Okay, the Nazareth White. Yeah, Nazareth's yeah, let me, reward. Let me go is... get. Let me go get the sound uh, bot and bring him into this. Sound scene. alert! Hydrate. <laughs> yes. Um, what is it called? What what kind of sound? Let's see. While you're doing that, um, I will. I've got the roadmap update. Um, and so uh, with this published to the progress tracker and the roadmap. Um, we're adding additional Q2 2022 deliverables for downstream teams. Um, there are still more downstream teams to be updated. Hopefully, we'll get it in this next next roadmap update. But this gave us a little bit more information, um, as well as a few important changes to some of these teams. So the vehicle tech team is now going to be the arena commander feature team, which is really interesting because it means that Fire Sprite um, is no longer working on. Um, theaters of war uh reign commander and star marine so it'll be interesting to see what work they got done we haven't seen or heard anything in a long time and not that you'll be able um, to hear it but it's a, it's a... <laughs> okay um but uh yeah no the 
you know, I, I'm I'm hoping that now that we have an internal team for Star Citizen working on it, it's Arena Commander feature team. Yeah, I think the naming is important. They call that Arena Commander feature teamy, um, meaning they're working on you know features for Arena Commander. Um, but I don't know if that extends to, um, or I don't think it extends to um, this Star Marina Theaters of War. But it makes you wonder yeah, where I, Star Marine and Theaters of War are at. You know, we we better get answers get... soon because this yeah. is even if it's hey, we decide to just cancel everything. I I I'm okay. They were the offshoots anyway. Okay, mm-hmm. a lot of people magazines will pick it up and absolutely blast our season for it. I get it, but the Arena Commander, um, it does actually mention Arena Commander Star Marine and Theaters of War from Starfight to an internal tech team. So all three yeah. of those are on this tech team, even though it's called the Arena Commander team. Um, I just wonder if they called it that because that team's going to be focusing on Arena Commander, and then they have yet to form other teams for Star Marine actually, and Theaters cool of War. Yeah, I would um, not just because the, the naming would otherwise be weird. Or well, what are they going to call it? Arcade that, team. Yeah, or it means that um, the work from Fire Sprite they got what they wanted to get done for star mm-hmm. Marine and theaters of war. And so now the team is focusing on arena commander to bring it up to the, maybe the same level. There was also the a problem. I don't know if it like, we're not going to get this answer. So it's just going to be all speculation. Yeah. Um, they were acquired in the middle of their contract by Sony. So Sony now owns fire Sprite. Yep. Uh, that may have gotten in the way of further contracts. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, Sony likes to hold stuff close to the vest, so Sony is now using Fire Sprite as a uh, first-party developer. So whatever Fire Sprite does from here on out will be a Sony production. Mm-hmm. I wish them the best because Sony takes care of their devs. They gave Media Molecule like ten plus years with no publishing of any game, and they were just being thrown money saying yeah you we know how good you are just keep doing what you're good at and they made uh the basically what is a game engine for the playstation so it's called dreams so they are they take when the good when the devs are good they take care of the devs so i I wish them the best but on on our side we now i don't know if it's uh this was the plan to transition into internal teams or were they hoping that fire sprite was just going to continue to upkeep their arcade modes uh, we definitely do need a deep dive um, on this. So hopefully Jared pulls um, uh, Tracy aside and actually likes it. Like, hey, where are we? Yeah. What was it? Episode <laughs> two that we did a deep dive on Theaters of War? I want to say it was episode one or two where you did it as your scanner anomaly. Yeah. And I, I went through each and every like what was it two three years of information on theories of war yeah. so go watch watch that one for sure yeah that, you, i think that was like the, the best of the ever most written. recent piece of news we have on theaters of war because otherwise we had had a, a bit we had a bit of a drought um yeah but yeah yeah if yeah please go check out that episode because nas did a really good job chronolog chronolog chronologically chronologically detailing out all that information <laughs> words man i actually learned a new one words uh, are char- hard. characteristically or characteristical something like that and i'm not even drinking i think it's probably the the lack of drink 
<laughs> so I can't speak. You need that small slur in between the <clears throat> syllables just so people don't really catch on. Yeah. <laughs> that you don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, I um, I would like to know, like, I would like uh, the Arena Commander feature team to show up in a hopefully soon ISC talking about their team and what are they doing, what are they over. Or SCL would be better. An SCL would be better. Well, and the other thing that um, I'm going to pull it up just to make sure I'm not talking up my ass, but I'm pretty sure they, let's see, Arena. Yeah, Arena Commander feature team. Mm-hmm. So right now, they ain't got shit going on on the progress tracker. There is bug fixing and tech debt and miscellaneous support. Um, yeah. So oh, the entire team. Wait, yeah, the entire team was renamed for all their previous stuff. Yep. Yeah, they just renamed the whole team, and the fire. Uh, I think it was a fire. Was there fire? Yeah, that one just sort of terminates as of now. Weird. And so now all their yeah. uh, deliverables have look really weird because life support tier zero is under arena commander feature team mm-hmm. that is and they used to be the uh what, what was I it i guess that's just the easiest way to do it what is what well, it used to be the vehicle vehicle tech team how mm-hmm. weird that it's a vehicle tech team vehicle tech team is now renamed yeah. Why not make a new team? Is it only vehicle people? Like, who is the Arena Commander feature team? That is something I will actually look into, see if I can get any uh, uh, words to come back with uh, next Monday. I'll go and poke um, all the... I'll go and poke Jake, see if I can get anything out of him. It'll be interesting to see what they end up working on and who takes up the mantle... Of vehicle tech? Of vehicle tech, because the... You know, the next part is vehicle feature and vehicle experience. Um, those two teams were combined um, and are also being, uh, you know, focused on Squadron 42. <clears throat> and so, let's see, what are they calling it now? It's the... I think they just... Vehicle experience with vehicle... The vehicle experience team is merging with the vehicle feature team, including all their... So it's just going to be one team called vehicle feature team. Okay. Right? Or did they rename it? Uh, no, they didn't rename it. No, it's vehicle think. feature. Yeah, it just so, says vehicle. I love feature, this but move they are... um, because it ha- it it echoes the same kind of sentiment as the sandbox teams. Mm-hmm. This team was always talking to this team, and because of all this uh, talking back and forth, we just made them one team. So they're just working better with each other, and their uh, goals can coincide better. Yeah. And it makes sense, given that so much of Squadron 42 is, you know, vehicle, really ship heavy, um, to have these teams uh, focused onto Squadron 42. um, And it's it's really not going to hurt anything on the PU side because every you know the 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 implementation of these you know the things that they're working on for Squadron 42 to bring them over onto the PU. Isn't a, it's gonna be a, a faster stretch? Yeah. Well, it's not a, a stretch to move things regarding how vehicles work from the P, you know, from Squadron Forty Two to the PU. It's like you know they're they're still working, you know, like uh, you know, stuff for tractor beams and all that. You know, it 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 won't be a big old stretch for how that'll end up working. Yeah. And getting moved over, but it also this is you know the 
This is continuing that signal that they are pushing hard on Squadron 42. I, they, I definitely expect it next year. Like all this yeah, work, I definitely I think end of next year for sure. I hope uh, they don't. If, they, if, the, if they're aiming for the end of next year, I hope they don't do it till mid the year next year. Um, I looked at all the releases, game releases for the year, and around June, July is when the big titles are not publishing. Yeah. So June, July we'll next year, or June, July 24 would be their best, at least according to what I've seen, their best bet for releasing a game not from a giant publisher that has you know millions and millions to throw at marketing. Yeah, not having to, to compete with as much media. Yeah. Uh, blanket. Right. So um, and, and then the okay oh uh, they they because when they release Squadron they're going to have to contend with um all the news organizations and all the tech press that have been you know dunking on them for so long they have <laughs> to find a way to break through that noise to actually get any good words out so trying to compete with let's say the next battlefield or the next. I don't know, giant basketball game, the next Bethesda game, depending on uh, when they release. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of heavy hitters, yearly releases and things that come out um, either the, first quarter the or last thing quarter. for Squadron 42 is that Starfield is releasing this year. Yeah. This year. So yeah, assuming getting, it's not delayed. Yeah, assuming it's not delayed, you know, um, with them, it's like. Would they release it in a buggy state? Oh, yes. it's going to be a buggy state anyway. The, yeah. the but it, you know, being that it's a single player space game, mm -hmm. the the know. biggest uh, advantage that Star Citizen or Squadron Forty specifically has is that this landscape has been set before them, and it's very clear the one way to get an easy free win is release a solid game. If you release mm -hmm. a solid game, much like Halo did. Halo released a solid product and it became the hit out of everyone who was on the uh, FPS field. Everyone decided to play uh, Halo more. Yeah. Even though since then people have been uh, a bit antsy about Season 2, which is releasing two days from now. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, it released solid. Halo was in a much, you know, even... What was well, the, what was I the... mean, there, there was issues with the multiplayer, but the... Nothing compared to Battlefield. Yeah, oh I mean the God, big teams was was pretty was pretty off and on. But if you just do normal Slayers or normal uh, mm -hmm. team matches, like small team matches, it, it has been solid. And if you yeah. like, um... well, and they've made their improvements. Have oh yeah, been much more timely. Like you know, Battlefield has just been a dumpster fire since the beginning, and they haven't been able to fix anything. Whereas oh, wow. you know, Halo, you know, had some issues starting out. And then they very quickly wrap those things up, yeah. and now it's it's good to go. You know, maybe I mean, you, some people might not be as interested with the season two content, but you know that those maps look so with, good, though. Yeah, that, but that's not an issue with the, the game not function not functioning. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I've I've, sp I've spent literal hours watching all the just ridiculous blooper reels for uh, twenty uh, Battlefield. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's such a garbage release, but yeah, you, know, if, you can if, throw a tank in the air. Yeah, you can if drive they get a tank, Squadron Forty Two right. You know, yeah, you can drive yeah, a hovercraft up a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, and it, oh my god, and <laughs> don't even get me started. So, so okay, bad. so bad. Yeah, so and all the improvements that go but into it's released. Oh my god, please. Um, all the improvements that go into Squadron to get it done gets Star Citizen in, in a very similar state. 
So when all of the uh, like Gen 12 is going to be in fully for the release of Squadron, um, and a lot of the player experience stuff is going to be in for the release of Squadron, uh, weapon handling, ship handling, vehicle handling will all be uh, polished before release. All of the graphics will have a once over before the release of Squadron. And so when Squadron releases, they the Star Citizen will have such a good environment to come over to after you're done with Squadron. It will work like the community is going to get really big really fast. Yeah. And I hope everyone, especially content creators, especially content creators are ready for the tsunami of new players. So, yeah, no. And it, I mean, so we got to get your graphics done on on your stream tree because you're you're starting your content now. You're going to be just before the tsunami. We got (laughs) to board the windows. I gotta I gotta get this stuff figured out ahead of time. Yeah, you you do need to just transfer your uh, logo from Discord into your Twitch, so you're not a purple uh, line person. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, I've got so much to do, and, yeah. I, and I have no time before I go away. But when oh, I get man. back, I'll have some time. Okay. Uh, you just let me know when you have like a day to sit down, and we'll 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 hammer some stuff out. I can uh, make some really crappy graphics for you. We'll have a meeting. Uh, the last thing on the uh, roadmap update is the UI feature team. So similar to the above, the UI feature team has been renamed the Squadron 42 UI feature team. This team now falls under the core gameplay pillar and will also follow a similar cadence as outlined for the vehicle feature team. And I, I just want to reiterate, you know, to everybody, this doesn't mean that things aren't being worked on for Star Citizen. It means that the things that are important to Squadron 42 um, are, are getting prioritized in lieu of things that are, you know, Star Citizen, you know, the, the PU only. So if you go and look at these teams that have been reoriented as Squadron 42, you know, focusing, all their deliverable, almost all of their deliverables are Squadron 42 and PU. Mm-hmm. Squadron 42 and PU. There's instead of just Star Citizen, or, you know, it's the majority of them are both. So these things will get fleshed out because they need to get them ready for release with Squadron 42 because we're not far out. You know, whether whether you want to believe it or not, we are not far out. And, and so they need to get all these things ready for release. But that means when they do get ported over, there might be a little bit of a backlog because you do have teams for the PU, the PU feature teams. That's mm-hmm. what they're called. It says PU right in the front. Yeah. That They take these things that these teams were already making and they implement them to the PU. But now they're just taking things that are more polished for Squadron 42 and then implementing it to the PU. So these things should be more uh, in, in a better state. And the first um, examples of this are refueling and salvage. Yeah. So, you know... Um, I, I haven't tried refueling yet, but the people I I've have. It's you so know, much fun. yeah, the, the people I've I've seen it on streams, I've seen it on videos, and I've seen the reactions. And refueling, you know, for the most part, works pretty well. Yeah, you know, the, there's a few bugs, you know, that are you know mostly just PU related, but you know the the amount of polish that it has as a feature is really good. Yeah. Um. And you know, and so I'm assuming, not assuming, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm hopeful. That's that uh, salvage and you know the inverse repair will be much the same way, um, and that you know it should function really well with the 
um, the Vulture coming out. You know, just because the these teams are working on these things and they're getting ready for they're getting it ready for Squadron Forty Two. I don't know when we would use salvage in Squadron Forty Two, but it's got to be a thing. But more importantly, is the inverse of that, which is repair. That you will definitely use in Squadron, <clears throat> which we are. You know, you will use. You will see. It's going to be. You know, it's a thing. Yeah. Whether whether it's you doing it or NPCs doing it. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> it's a thing. That's like one of the big things about uh, Squadron is most of the things that happen: cargo running, repair, refueling, aren't faked. In Squadron, yeah. they are features that the NPCs actually use. Was that mm-hmm. does that take a lot more dev time? Thing. Yeah, does yeah. that take a lot more dev time? Of course it does. They actually have to make a player-facing feature to get the NPCs to do it. So yeah, it takes more time, but it will make a better game if you see somebody re- using NPC repairing, and then you can go over to your ship and do the exact same thing, and you actually repair your ship. And it makes it a lot more flexible for the follow-on episodes. Oh, yeah. So that way, each time you have to make this sort of thing, you're not having to make a, a, a bespoke iteration of it Yeah. Um, based prepare, off prepare. the situation. You know, it is <clears throat> it is something that can be done much more procedurally, you know, and, and replicated, you know, uh, much more easily into the, the future episodes. Yeah. Um, and the only things currently on the Squadron 42, the new Squadron 42 UI feature team, the only things that are squadron specific are a nine week sprint by two artists called Chapter One and a two week sprint uh, by one designer called Chemline, which is the base on Gamey. Uh, yeah, when we, when you do, if you watch the Squadron 42 vertical slice, the moon that they fly down to. After getting in that dogfight, you know, the thing you do the FPS on, that is at Ganey. That's the name of that facility. Yep. Or that is Chemline on Ganey. Yes. And who knows what's going on with Chapter 1, but apparently they needed some UI support. Yep, just nine um, weeks of but... UI art. So. Yeah. But it, the rest... I imagine know... that could be... Well, no, we don't know what chapter the Chemline stuff is, but that could be just like radar UI stuff or debriefing UI, because that's mm-hmm. one of the things they use it for, so... And they they have two engineers who are finishing up their work, you know, as far as you know, contribution to persistent streaming and server meshing. Yeah. You know that work is finishing up this month, so they're they're wrapping up that work, and then they're working on, you know, and they've got those deliverables look cool. You know, the map and radar system rework. They're building that for Squadron Forty Two first, and then bringing it over to. The- Hi everyone, uh, it's Naz editing the video and podcast. I uh, just wanted to let you know the reason the audio cut off and it's going to be a resuming play in a weird spot asking if uh, we're back. My audio is a bit bugged at the beginning of the next bit. Uh, we actually, my internet went out during the stream, so that's why uh, this little gap is in it. But anyway, I just want to let you know that way uh, you guys weren't wondering what happened to the audio and that uh, it's all bugged. So that is why. Continuing with the show. Are we back? I think we're back. <laughs> Where were we? <clears throat> um, oh, we were talking about the UI feature team, or the Squadron 42 UI feature team's deliverables. So they added the AR map, uh, AR and map system rework. Um, they added door locks, light panels UI. They added the Moby Glass rework. Um, so the MobiGlass rework is going to be using building blocks. They're changing the AR map marker system to use building blocks. So it'll, A, look a whole lot better because everything with building blocks has looked amazing, at least to me. Um, and then, B,
Oh yeah. I mean, it doesn't look bad, but it's, you know, it's a, it's very simple. It's very simple. Yeah. But, um, oh, oh gosh, it was, it started to buffer again. And so I panicked, um, but yeah, so the, the Moby glass, you know, re reworking the Moby glass to use building blocks. Um, and then also redoing the visor and lens rework. So your, your helmet, uh, visor and everything to use building blocks. So all these things uh, are going to be seeing significant improvements for our use in the PU. Um, who knows how long those sprints will end up being because the this is a downstream team. They only get scheduled out uh, a quarter in advance. Um, so like the uh, map and radar system rework, you know, that sprint goes all the way out past the end of this quarter. That one's going to continue for a while. The Moby glass rework, same thing. The visor and lens rework, however, that sprint is scheduled to end before um, the end of June. So who knows when that's going to be coming into the PU um, or if that sprint might get elongated, you know, who knows, but it, that one and the AR and map marker system rework are both, you know, only scheduled out to the uh, about a little over halfway through June. So, you know, um, it looks like those things are already in progress and have had good, some good work done. And hopefully we'll see them work because, you know, um, yeah, every little bit helps. The UI we have right now is very dated in many ways. If the initial implementation isn't great, they can work on it and, and improve it, yeah, a lot, a lot easier, and add more features to it later. You know, if this is just the tier one implementation of this of this rework, you know, and they want to add more features to it later, it'll be a lot easier for them to do so versus what they've been doing in the past. Oh, like a via, you know, that you could download and use your phone and, and do things out offline. The only thing I would like is, you know, when we get to the point where you, um, are moving, you know, you're around the, you know, it, if you're requesting transport, if you don't, if you don't want to log in just to go to the spaceport to then take a flight to another system, you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to having an app that says, oh, okay, my character is here. I want him next time I log in, to you know either be here or en route to here and you know you you're, you're you just press a few buttons and you pay your you maybe you pay a little bit extra you know 
and uh, out of game, your character hops on a Genesis Starliner at some spaceport and then ends up somewhere else the next time you log in. Or if you want to transfer your ships, you know, and have them be transferred by NPCs from one system to another, you know, you know, it, it, yeah, and, you know, maybe you know some added cost or whatever but that way like you know oh okay well i've got a busy week ahead of me i won't be able to play until saturday you know i'd like to be able to you know get started on doing this in this system on saturday but i don't have time to to move you know to log into the game move all my ships and relocate my character you know that that i think that's a a low that that's low hanging fruit that wouldn't break your immersion well or at least not mine my audio wasn't on. Haha. Uh, great. Uh, you're you're. No one could hear you speaking. Yeah. No, just just you. Uh, <laughs> just talking to myself. I'm a yeah. crazy person. <laughs> I I think that it. A lot of people want that. A lot of people want that. Um, but Sierra's stubborn, and I don't think he'll let it. Yeah. I just noticed it still says. Nazareth YT, Pathfinder's Podcast, Episode 6, Performance Enhancing Bugs. Below that, in purple, it says Halo Infinite. Ow! Stop! <laughs> Eventually, we're going to get all this stuff dialed in. I never, never crash your stream. It's bad for your health. <laughs> uh, okay, Super we should be good. Performance Enhancing Bugs. Yep. Um... Uh, was I was gonna say something about UI? Um, something about something. I forgot what it was, but basically, um, I forgot what it was entirely. Nope. Um, <laughs> it's tough. It's gonna happen. Um, yeah, everything's gonna become more modular with uh, building blocks. So, uh, oh, that's what it was. Um. Uh, the Moby Glass rework, even though it might not be a final state, the inventory is not a final state. Those things will need to be finalized for the release of Squadron. So it's another thing that we'll get as a optimization and a polish pass and a quality of life pass uh, within the next, well, within within the before the end of next year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those things are going to get more love. Oh yes, yeah, they will become a feature that everyone's happy to deal with. Yeah, or at least more so. <laughs> also, did you, have you ever bought a box in game? Uh, I haven't yet. I need to. Okay, they are adorable to use. I don't. I don't know why I like them so much, but I'm like, I haven't bought a box yet. And I was at the cargo deck because I, I went to Art Corp without, or I went to the Art Corp system, uh, without a flight, uh, without a undersuit. I'm like, oh, I, I forgot to pick that up. So I went to uh, Bugini Point to go pick up an undersuit. Um, and so I had to go to the cargo deck. This is the only place they had armor there. Um, and so I'm scrolling through all the stuff in the store. I'm like, oh, I haven't bought a crate yet. Does crates actually work? So I bought a crate and I now have this, uh, an inventory, a box that has an inventory just on, on my, uh, C2. So it, it can increase your, um, uh, internal storage in your, uh, in your ships. If you have enough room to store a box. So if you interesting. Just, yeah. So if you, if you fill up your ship, you can buy crates and just kind of chuck them in the corner. They don't take up if you don't put it on a cargo grid. They don't take up cargo space, and they... yeah. So instead of taking up space in like the cabinets, 
It's just you're storing things on, you know, in a box yep. on the ground. Obviously, gonna, standard gonna, bugs imply they could fall through your ship. They could just despawn. Yeah. They fall still... through your ship. You know, they could start spazzing out and kill your your squad mate. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, but they do they do have the ability to greatly increase depending on how many you want to buy, uh, increase your storage and you know with trolleys trolleys, yeah, um, and dock work coming soon. They might actually be one bigger crates you can buy to uh, easier to get onto your ship in mass quantities. Mm -hmm. I think that companion about cubes. Yes, <laughs> companion cubes. Yep. Oh, what are, is that a a reference to oh, something or is that what yeah? It's a, it's a portal reference. Um. Oh, okay. I haven't played Portal. Uh you should. Yeah. Once I I make it. You know, I, I figure out how to make more hours in the day and days in the week. I'll, I'll get right on that. I mean, you, should, you could play it on stream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one's about an hour. <laughs> Jaden's right. Gasp. Uh, the first one uh, you can finish easily, I think, within an hour, two hours maybe. The second one, three, four hours. Oh, my gosh. That's, it's just, they're puzzles, so you sit there scratching your head for a long time. Mm. It's not like there's any gates you can run through. I think the fastest time, I think it's under thirty minutes that speedrunners have done the second game. So you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think yeah, you're right. We we have gone through everything. There's gonna like there's so much news to go through. It's hard yeah, to know when you're at the end. Just had to, just had to hit the the real highlights and yeah. stuff, but. No, I think that's about that's about all we have for this episode of the Pathfinders podcast. Uh, just want to thank you guys in stream for for joining us, you know, um, and, and coming back after we got disconnected. Um, well, Nazareth's internet uh, failed us miserably, so we we had to work through the bugs. We thought it was going to be me since I'm having thunderstorms outside, but I guess not. But yeah, thanks for joining us live um, and. Uh, if you didn't catch the whole episode, watch it on YouTube. Nazareth will be uploading it. Um, it'll be broken up into chapters based off of what we talked about, um, and then also broken up into segments so you can watch individual segments, whichever tickles your fancy. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We're both available. Um, you know, put a comment in the comments or hit us up on Discord. Um, you know, uh, in the Info Runners or um, Astropub Discord channels. Um, it's also Nazareth's Discord. I mean, we're there too. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you actually, we need to make sure we put the links to um, your Discord in the show uh, notes. In the show notes. Have you been doing that? Uh, you were the writer. I don't know. Um, yeah. But they will be from now on. <laughs> yeah, there will be from now on. So that way you can get a hold of us. So that way, if you have a, a question that you want answered under Spectrum Pulse, you know, we can go about doing that. Um, otherwise, if you run into us, uh, you know, on, on Discord or, or anywhere else, feel free to, you know, give us a, any suggestions, any feedback you have. We're, we're, we're happy to take it into account. And we want to make this uh, content better for everyone um, and, and enjoyable. You know, get the get the good word out there. Spread the the good gospel. Yep, this is gonna be a really hard episode to actually finish with all the junk that just happened. Yeah, like yeah, not can... only did we like tangent a lot this episode, we also had a crash in the middle. So I'm gonna have to download both the oh and uh, the recording glitched out. Mm -hmm. 
So the recording glitched, and I wasn't able to capture the whole episode. Then we Good the internet cut your out. Job. I know, right? <laughs> you get you get to have fun and do all the research and write. I have to then make these episodes into uploadable content. <laughs> uh okay and then and then i also after wednesday i have to get writing on windows the the second one comes out next week right the squadron 42 uh post i know oh are you talking about the monthly reports yeah wednesday. yeah well we'll get both on wednesday oh they're both well yeah one's email because yeah, one comes out email one's com link yeah how many how many days do i have on wednesday um <laughs> So I think what might be, you know, like we'll have to days. talk about it and figure out, you know, because those monthly reports will be juicy. But it might be, it might be worthwhile just for you to cover the monthly reports um, on the Monday when I'm gone. Okay. Yeah, we we don't do it next Monday, um, even though they just came out. But we do our regular scheduled content because I I should be around. Okay. Um, and then the following week, you do the monthly reports, and then the Monday after that, I should be back, and we can do sort of an improv. I, I won't have time to do all oh. my meticulous, you know, researching and note get, you know, note taking and mm -hmm. stuff. But we can do a, a that, yeah. less formal episode. That is in addition to whenever we are able to schedule our first guest. Yep. Because that is that, currently in the works. Also, your job. Also, my job. I am the producer. That's... I keep on pointing to my screen because you're over there on my screen, but I'm yeah. actually pointing in the wrong direction. Yeah, you're, or maybe you're I am that way to me. So you you um... keep on you, you just point in the correct direction. So I don't know. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did point on in the correct direction on stream. Um, Sweet. We also <laughs> like also in random us news um, that I'm going to be posting later later whenever that it comes out. I actually did a uh, voice acting thing. Oh, cool. So he said the guy who's working on it uh, said he wants the trailer out this week. So hopefully by next Monday, we will have the trailer to post. Right on. It'll be my first first uh, voice acting thing. I imagine it's going to sound horrible and out of place, but he's the editor for that one. I leave it up to him to make me sound much better than I actually sound. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Me too. Me too. Okay, that's all I got. So thank you everyone for joining for and coming back after we uh, crashed into a horrible, horrible wall called the internet. Um, as Tree said, we will be back next week with something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what and one thing I wanted to add is uh, definitely share the streams or the podcast or whatever, um, and get more when we get more people on to come to the stream, and we can do we can start scheduling out segments to answer questions on stream. Which I'm definitely looking forward to. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Have a good one, everyone. I'm going to end it here. Um, any final goodbyes? Uh, That's all I got. Okay. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you in the verse. <laughs>